attention. We are in a new teaching series for this month, and it is spiritual message for next month. Today in prayer, God has already given me the message for next month. So as a pastor, my work is never done. I'm always, we're always working. So let's go before God in prayer. Father, as we come before you, we thank you, Lord God, for this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for this new teaching series, Spiritual Warfare, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you will give us the wisdom and knowledge in this spiritual warfare, Father God. And we understand, Father God, this is the enemy that's causing this. But we're going to continue to stand strong, Father. And we know, Father God, that you're going to move mightily in our behalf. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, amen. Okay, so, spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is the Christian concept of fighting against the work or evil forces. It is based on a biblical belief in evil spirits or demons that are said to, in, 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 that are said to have an effect on human affairs in various ways. Now, as you can see, we are in a battlefield. Now, how many of you watch the news where this 16-year-old or 17-year-old was getting off the bus and he got gunned down? You didn't see that on the news? The mother never thought that she would be preparing for a funeral for her own son who was getting off the bus coming from school. So we are in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spirit. We are in a battle. Every time you walk out that, every time I walk out the door, I'm looking. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm just because we know the crime rate in Jacksonville. It is uh, what we rated what one or two or something like that. So yes, the crime rate in Jacksonville is very high. And every time I walk out the door, I look around. I'm looking around. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, wherever, wherever I go, I'm, I'm constantly looking around. I'm not being paranoid, but you never know. So you have to be cautious. So every, everywhere you go, um, even when you come home, don't use, and I heard pastors say this before, do not use the same direction when you come home. Switch directions every time. Oh, that's the extra five minutes. I'd rather for you to be safe to be in harm's way. And how many times uh, we've seen on the news where um, there was a shooting at a park in a neighborhood where kids were playing? We've seen that quite frequently. Uh, you could be sitting in your household and uh, depends on what the neighborhood, they sitting in the household, next thing you know, gunfire, and next thing, uh, next thing you know, a bullet comes through the window or goes through the door. So we have to be cautious, we have to be prepared. And I'm gonna say this, you know, you got kids, you need to pray for your kids before you drop them off, when you drop them off to daycare or school, wherever. You need to pray for them, lay hands on them, pray for, that, pray for God's protection over their life when you drop them off because you expect to pick your kids up at the end of the day when you get off. Amen? Let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 12. And it says... Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12 says, for we not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That was the new King James Version. Um, I like it. I like the King James, and the King James says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses, wickedness in high places. So, yes, we're wrestling. You know, sometimes people are wrestling with different things in the spiritual warfare. Um, we, a lady came yesterday to prayer and she was saying um, how God restored her, gave her another car, another place to live, and she was on drugs. And she came to prayer. So she, she was you know, telling me and Pastor Freda her whole testimony. I'm like, wow. And God really restored her because that was something that she was dealing with. That was a spiritual warfare that she was dealing with and she overcame it okay and what is the meaning of spiritual attacks we all know we all know spiritual attacks within Christian communities a spiritual attack is perceived usually a supernatural power by the devil to discourage the target discourage the targeted Christian from their belief in God. So when you are attacked, and me and my wife can tell you, me and we was attacked before we started and after we started the church. And it was a, it's, it's when you're, um, when God calls you to pastor a church, just don't think, okay, well, this one attack is, 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 is going to end soon. They continue to come. Attacks continue to come, and you got to stand strong. Is this is not the time to give up? This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is the time where you really need God. This is where you need to go in prayer. You need to get in your prayer closet and really pray, because some things you can deal with face to face, and some things you just need to go before go before God in prayer. This battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. So don't try and do this by yourself because it. I've tried. I tried to do several things on my own and it didn't work. And I said, well, okay, okay, that didn't work. So now I understand that I do need God's help because we are in the army of the Lord. You don't have to be drafted to go to Afghanistan. You don't have to be drafted. Because we are in the army of the Lord. As soon as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and person to save you, you are in God's army, no matter what. And I can tell you, this, uh, this is the army I want to be in. This is the best army. I don't have to be drafted. I don't have to go through boot camp for what? Was it eight weeks? Six weeks? About eight weeks? So I don't have to be going through boot camp for eight weeks. So... That is the good thing about God's army. And we all know um, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they were in a spiritual warfare with King Nebuchadnezzar because he put them in the furnace. And we're going to go to Daniel chapter 3 and...
we're going to go down to uh, let's see here let's start at verse number let's start at verse number 13 then Nebuchadnezzar enraged and fury and gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego so they brought, the, they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the, the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at this time, you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lair, the pastry, and the symbol with all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I made good. But if you do not worship, you shall, cast, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Who and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? And we all know, we all know when he put them in a furnace. And then he opened it up. He said, I see four men. Did I not cast three men in the furnace? Yes, you did. But there's a fourth man in that furnace. And that fourth man is God. So God delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace. And I'm going to go down to... It's a, it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole lot to this story. You, you, got, you just got to read it. And it really bless you. And it blessed me when I was reading it. And to see how God um, delivered these men out of the fiery furnace. They was not burnt. There was not a scratch on their head. There was no hair missing on their head. God delivered them out of the fire furnace because these three men was in a spiritual warfare. They was not going to worship the idols or the golden images that King Nebuchadnezzar set up. Would you do that? I don't think so. If someone comes and says, would you worship? No. I'm not, going to, I'm not an idol worshiper. And you have some people out there, they are, they worship idols. Why? I don't know. But I am not an idol worshiper. And God is just really, really good um, in this spiritual warfare. It may be, there's going to be times where you may get um, a little frustrated. It may be, you may get exhausted, but you got to think about it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. God is going to be by your side every step of the way. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's going to be with you every step of this way through the spiritual warfare. And I can tell you, I was on a job when we was living down in South Florida. I transferred to a new job, and I thought this guy was cool. And next thing you know, he started attacking me for no reason. So I was in a spiritual warfare, which I didn't even know it. So... Why would you, it was the natural areas crew, so we'd go out and we, we did chainsaw training, and I loved it. I mean, I love, I mean, I cut down a, how tall was that tree? I think that tree was like 80 feet tall, and I cut that tree down, and you could feel a vibration when it fell. I said, oh, that was just a beautiful sound. But 
the guy, he just kept attacking me for no reason. And, and other guys on the crew say, why is he doing this to you? Say, I say, I don't know. I don't know. So why would you attack the person that's making sure that we have the, all the equipment that we need when we go out to do a job? Okay. I will put a chainsaw in a, in a shop. I get it back in a week. He put it in a chain. He put it in a shop. He get it back in. We get it back in like two or three weeks. And I'm like, oh, I forgot we had that there. So I was attacked. I was attacked by this person that I really didn't know. I guess for some reason he thought that I wanted to take his lead position on the job. And I saw with my own eyes what the supervisor was putting him through. I said, man, I don't want that. No, 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 no. But they, they, you know, every time they wanted something done, they called me. Hey, get a chainsaw, get your chaps, let's go. I said, all right, what you want to cut down? Cut that tree down. What else? When you finish with that one, cut that tree down. So that's, that was me because I'm a fast learner. Um, that's just a gift that God given me. You know, I'm not one of those person that takes weeks and weeks and weeks when you got a fast learner on a job, some people, he, they, get, they get intimidated. He was older than me, you know, and I'm like, you know what? If I put my hands on him, I lose my job. So I can't do that. I can't do that. So as time went on, I, I told the supervisor, I said, listen, um, you need to put me someplace else because I cannot work with this guy anymore. Because I don't got to the point to where I was going to literally wrap my hands around his throat. Okay? Uh, what is it? Uh, the wrestling, you know how, rest, you know, if you watch wrestling in the past, well, it's nothing like I used to watch when I was growing up. But you know how, how they do the choke slam, they grab you by the throat and just pick you up and just, I was, re I, I was at that point. I was at that point, but I said, no, I can't do that because I, I start, then I begin to realize, okay, this is a spiritual attack. This is a spiritual warfare. So the best thing for me to do is to, in order for me to not do what the enemy wanted me to do, I said, you know what? Let me just talk to the supervisor and just move me on out of this crew. So then I finally, I, I transferred to a job closer to home, which, um, which was even better. So I had a nice group of people down there. And, you know, spiritual warfare, it comes, it comes, you know, people on the job, they're going to attack you. Church folks, truth be told, church folks are going to attack you. And sometimes you're going to have family members attack you. That's not a good thing. It's like, oh, they're family. Well, sometimes family members attack you. That's just because they're probably jealous of what God is doing in your life and how God is just elevating you, how God is blessing you. So when God starts blessing you, that's when sometimes the attacks start to happen. So with spiritual warfare, um, it's, it's you really need God. You're going to need people um, that's going to pray with you, that's going to stand with you. This is not the time to be listening to negativity. Uh, some person that's, so, you know, you, you have this group of people that's always negative and putting other people down. Or you see your phone, they look at you, you, look, uh, you get a phone call, say, oh, I'm not talking to her. I already know what that's going to be about. Just leave a message. Or I'm not talking to him. I know what this is about. It's about nothing. All they want to do is, is just drag pastors through the mud or drag people through the mud. 
So just let it ring. And I do that sometimes. I look at it and say, oh, no, I'm not talking to that. No, no. I just let it ring. I let it go to voicemail. And I talk to you when I can. So that's, um, that's spiritual warfare. And, and as Christians, we have the power of Jesus Christ living inside us. But so often we surrender that strength to, to the one uh, opposes us. This is a battle happening all around us. But if we're not helpless, we can choose to use our God given authority to fight for ourselves and for our loved ones. This will introduce you to your spiritual weapons and get ready for battle. So you have to get ready for battle. You cannot go out there and not be prepared. And that's something we're going to be talking about next week. So next week we're going to be talking about the armor of God. So you have to get ready for battle. And where does Satan come from? We all know that Satan once enjoyed the pleasures of heaven. He was the chief among the angels who guarded the throne of God and the choir director of glory. That's we, that's he came from heaven. And Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 13 says, For thou hast set, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt thy heart, I'll exalt my thy, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. And you know. The devil got kicked out of heaven. You know, he was, I would say he was like God's right-hand man at a point, at one point. But then when you tried to overthrow God and trying to take over, guess what? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're going to have people that come in your life that's going to try and take over. We, me and Pastor Frida, we experienced that. And it was like, okay, bye-bye. I'll see you later. You, you, you can't do that. You know, and John chapter 4, verse number 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but the test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So you sometimes... I have to test people just to see where are they in God. And that's something that, um, and your spirit of discernment has to be operating because people come into your life for our, you know, they come into your life for the wrong reasons. And, you know, sometimes, you know, what me and Pastor Frida, we pick it up and say, uh, something about this is not right. I'm not feeling this. Oh, you're not feeling this? No, I'm not feeling this. Something about this person is just not right. It's like something I can, I can talk to somebody for a good two or three minutes, and I, begin, I can pick up something in my spirit, whether it's good or bad. And sometimes it's bad. It's like, okay, okay, I got a good feeling about this person. Yeah, but that one over there, I don't know about. There's something, there's something that's just not right. 
They're just not right, even in the body of Christ. You got people in the church that therefore, and they, they're therefore, the reason why they came is because they want to get in this area of ministry and take over. So what has already been set up by the pastor and his wife, they're going to try and deviate and change things to way they want to do it. And it's not going to work like that. And especially that it's not going to work here in this ministry, in this church. It's not going to work here because I am going to have my hands in every area of ministry because I need to know what's going on at all times. And we all know that Satan's kingdom has a counterfeit plan for nearly everything God has, everything God does in his perfect plan for, uh, of redemption. Though Satan has only temporary influence, he is a counterfeit plan. Now, this is where he's crafty in everything that he does. We must not forget that Satan, he's extremely clever. He is very clever. We, when he fell in his rebellion, he did not lose the gift and genius God put in him. He is a master deceiver. When, when talking of Satan, many objectives are required, and they're, they're powerful, they're beautiful, they're, he's clever, he's crafty. We all know that he's, he's crafty, and he is the master of manipulation. And sometimes you will have people in the church that will manipulate you to do things that you don't want to do. And if you feel in your heart that it's not right, don't do it. Do not do it. Because it's, it's, it's wrong. Because I, I can tell when something's going to work and I can tell, okay, well, can we try this? Can we do this? I'm like, no. I'm like, mm -mm. I'm not feeling that. That doesn't it doesn't seem right. It just seemed off to me for some reason. It just seemed off to me. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For we for though we wrestle, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down the strongholds. Casting down Arrangements in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing everything into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. So we do not walk in the flesh, but the flesh will talk to you. Amen? The flesh will talk to you. What is that saying? The spirit is, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Yes, the flesh, the flesh is weak and... A lot of times, you know, the flesh be talking, okay, yeah, go ahead and eat that. I'm like, nah. The spirit's like, nah, you don't need it. I said, okay, good. I don't need it. Move on. You know, the flesh will talk to you. You know, yeah, and you, your body will talk to you as well. You're like, hey, listen, you need to rest. No, nah, I need to go. I didn't need to go. I need to keep moving. I need to keep moving. I, and my body talked to me yesterday when we got home. I was so tired. I was like, I was like completely out of it. That's how tired I was. So I know I needed some rest. So, for the weapons of our warfare, warfare are not carnal, carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. 
And we all know that sometimes there are strongholds that we know that people are dealing with, uh, mental health issues, which is a really big problem here in Jacksonville. Um, drugs is another stronghold. We've, we've seen that before. Uh, we've seen on, I've seen on the news where the mother and father were, they were strung out on drugs and they had the kids in the back seat. So that's why, you know, we, I keep up with current events. I don't, one thing I don't like watching, when I watch the news, oh, someone got shot, I'm like, oh, Lord, not again. I don't, that's, that's common nowadays with every news station across America. So that's why it's, it's good that we keep up with common, uh, current events so we know what to pray for. And what, what they're doing now is stop the violence. Stop the gun shooting. And that's something that um, we, we, we need to um, really go before God in prayer. You know, we need to come together. Instead of be separate, we need to come together and really believe God. So that's one of the things that we do pray about on Saturdays um, as a family. But also on me and my wife, when our, in our prayer time, because we pray every morning before we do anything, before we eat, before we do anything, you know, we pray together. And I urge, I really encourage you to pray, pray for your family members, for your friends, your co-workers, people that don't like you, people that kick you to the curve, people that disrespected you, and part of spiritual warfare is, and it's hard for some people to go and ask for forgiveness. And someone that hurts you or, or, you, um, or you did something to them, you went and you asked for forgiveness and they said, well, I'm not forgiving you right now. So, okay, well, I've done my part. It's not on my shoulders. Keep, keep it moving. You know, even the ones that treat you nasty at work, sometimes you got to flip the script. You got to flip that script just like that person that was attacking me. I flipped the script on him, you know, a couple of times. You know, when his, um, when his stepdad passed and we was, you know, how do you, you know, pass the card around saying, write your name and my condolences. To, and he didn't expect me to even write my name and say something. Like, oh, I want to thank you. I said, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a heartless person. You know, um, it's hard losing a loved one. It is. It's not, it's, it's not easy. It's hard losing a loved one. And in this spiritual warfare, you know, things are going to happen. You know, you've been praying for this loved one. And uh, we all know that the next day is not promised to us. The next minute, not an hour. So even in the spiritual warfare, um, God is going to have you to do some things that you may not like. You may not, like, God, I don't want to do that. You know, he treated me so wrong, and you want to buy him lunch? You know, I don't know. He flat, he may, he scratched my car, or she scratched my car, and he she flattened my tire, and you want me to buy them lunch? God's going to have you do some things that you do not want to do, but they don't understand what's going on, but you, you understand what's going on. Say, okay, God told me to do this. 
And there's a reason why God told me to do this. That means there is a blessing on the way for you. There's a blessing on the way for you. And we know that um, Satan's kingdom is, con- is a con- is structured, organized of supernatural evil. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's nothing but evil. Even with the um, even with the Parkland shooting, that hit home to me and my wife because we're from South Florida, and that hit home. Even the, the, the church shooting in Texas, even though we don't know them, but they're in the family of God. So that, I was like, oh, my goodness. They say, oh, really? And we have to be alert. We have to be alert in the spiritual warfare because we know people are out to physically attack us and physically harm us. So we have to be wise. We have to use wisdom in this spiritual warfare. And you've got to be prepared to go into battle. You can't, you can't just go out, you just can't go out there in the battle and you're not prepared. So when you sign on with the army and they put you in boot camp and you've been deployed to Afghanistan, that means you're ready. They give you all the equipment, they give you the gear, the vest, the everything to go into battle. You cannot go into battle not being prepared. And your first line of defense is we have to pray. Get in your prayer closets, we have to pray. And anybody tell you the foundation of a successful ministry is based on prayer. And like I said before, you know, me and my wife, we was attacked by a member of the church. And we knew this person constantly attacking us. Nobody would listen to us. Nobody on staff would listen to us. We was just constantly, it's like they had that dagger so deep that we couldn't even pull it out. And you're going to have people that's going to do that. You probably, have, you, already probably, you probably have people that have already done that to you. But we don't have it done to us multiple times. They had that dagger and it's just like, and it just kept going. No end in sight. No end in sight. They just kept going and you can't even pull it out. You can't even pull it out. And, that's, and even with the spiritual warfare, you look at it, um, bullying. In schools, bullying in schools, and that's why you need to have that relationship with your your kids. Hey, if someone is bullying you, you need to let me know. If a teacher touches you inappropriately, you need to let me know. Oh, I I didn't want to say nothing because you know I really like the teacher. That's not the point. Did you see on the news where at First Coast High School? where the teacher was pulling the student's hair. You didn't see that on the news. We got to watch the news just, just to keep up. Just to keep up. I, I don't watch it every day, but I, I kind of keep up. Where the teacher was pulling. We don't know what led that. We don't know what happened before, but 
I, I, I believe it was a student in the classroom was, was filming it with their phone and the teacher literally had, was pulling the, the student's hair. So not, we, not only we're in a spiritual warfare in our communities, we also in a spiritual warfare in the, in the schools as well. So when I was going to high school, I had a prayer group. So all the stuff that was going on, all this bullying and people, kids bringing guns and knife to school, that didn't happen. So from the time I graduated until the time I got married, in that time frame, they took prayers out of school. So now they see that it's a great need to have prayer in the school. Yes, it needs to, prayer needs to be put back in the school. We need to, you need, they need to have a saved principal or assistant principal. Say, listen, listen, say, listen we're going to meet here every morning at such and such time, and we're going to pray, and we're going to go out, and, and we're going to pray, and then we're going to go out. You're going to go ahead and do, go ahead and teach us your, your math, English, or whatever the case may be. That's what needs to happen. That's the first line of defense because in the schools, you need someone that's going to be able to lead prayer in the schools. And that's why uh, me, and my, me and Pastor Frieda, we went to a pastor's and principal prayer breakfast downtown not too long ago. And they were saying that every school needs to partner with a church, every elementary, middle school, in high school, and I'm going to say charter schools as well, needs to partner with the church because there are needs in the school that they're like overlooking. There are needs. Prayer needs to be in the school. I think now they're trying to pass a bill where they're going to be teaching, I think, biblical studies or the Bible. I think it's going to be, they're trying to pass that bill, but it's not going to be forced. The child, the student's not going to be forced to go to that class. It's just, I guess it's going to be an elective or something like that. But I think it'll be really good for the school if they pass that. I got to do some more checking. I saw it on the news. I said, oh, okay. We'll see if that particular bill get passed by the new governor. Amen? Okay, and now Christ. Ooh, for the sake of time, yeah, I'm going to win. Okay, Christ the creator. And we all know that God is the creator, Christ is the creator. And Colossians chapter 1, verse number 15. He, he is the imagine of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creations. For, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or uh, principalities or powers. And all things were created through him and for him. And he, and he is before all things, and, and, and in him all things uh, they exist. So we all know that God created heaven and earth. We all know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in a spiritual warfare with the king. But at the end, they came out victorious because the king didn't win. Evil didn't prevail in that situation. It didn't, it didn't, um, they didn't win. The king didn't win at all, you know. And you got to understand that the devil is real. 
the spiritual attacks come from the enemy. You're not in this spiritual warfare alone. You're not. You're not. Yes, and people don't. And um, some people don't think the devil is real. They don't. I, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the devil. I said, well, if you don't believe in God, why are you here? Because God created you in His own image. So spiritual warfare is. It's just something that we need to take very seriously. Um, we have to stay constantly stay in prayer. And even with spiritual warfare, I know when this this how God's alert me when something is about to happen. Because I begin to sing a worship song. I said, okay, yeah, okay, I now I know something is going on. Something is going on. And then my wife, then she'll call me and say, well, such and such happened. I said, oh, okay. All right. God already alerted me something was going to happen. So, therefore, I'm already at peace. I, don't, I start singing one worship song. I start, sometimes I sing like three or four. Then I get the phone call or, such, uh, or email, such and such happened. I said, oh, okay. All right. We'll take care of it. No problem. Because I'm at peace. And that's what God does for me. I don't know what he does for you, but I know when something is about to happen, God always is a, is a worship song that I haven't heard in years that have come to my heart, and I start singing it. And once I get the phone call, oh, okay, all right, no problem. It'll get taken care of, you know. It'll get taken care of. Did you get anything from that today? Spiritual warfare? So for the rest of the month of March, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. And I believe it's really going to help you. It's really going to bless you. You know, if you haven't experienced a spiritual warfare, I don't want, you don't want it, whether, whether you want to or not. You may or you may not experience it, but we have. We have on first hand, you know, even with family members, <laughs> we experienced we experience, uh, spiritual attacks. People just attacking us for what? No reason. And it's, it's real common on um, the jobs that we, you know, you work on now. The, um, the unsaved folks that you have to deal with and sometimes you want to just take them and push them off the cliff but you can't do that. You know, or you want to, sometimes you're like, you know, what if I get a stick of dynamite and just sit, you know, just blow their car up? What would that do? Nothing. <laughs> it won't do nothing but you might get jail time. About it. You know, so that's all uh, for today. So uh, I'm not going to take this for granted. Uh, hold on for just one second. Let me stop this.